Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. It is amazing to have you guys here. Welcome to Inspire Church, Metro Manila. We are one church, multiple locations. And so, hey, look, look, look. I just want to give you greetings from our senior pastors out in Hawaii, Pastor Mike and Pastor Lisa Kai. It is, you know what? It's, it's great to have you guys. I really believe that God has a word for you. We are preparing our Holy Week. We are preparing Easter. You know, I'm bummed out that we can't be in our in-person services like we've been, we were, we've been rushing, we've been setting everything up because we were going to make Easter Sunday the grand opening, right? I mean, we're going to have service ready for you. But look, God has his own plans. He'll make good out of everything. And so though we can't be in person, we can't be in our location in Quezon City, Ayala Vertis North. Today and next Sunday, we are going to have a special online experience, especially Easter Sunday. Come on now. Easter Sunday is going to be special. We got something great planned for you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So like I said, to prepare, what we are doing is we are starting this series called Still Making Headlines. And what we're doing is throughout the scriptures from from Jesus's time before he gets crucified and resurrected, there are some tables that he encounters. There are some tables that he walks around, tables that he surrounds himself, tables that he sits at. And today I want to talk to you on a message called Table Matters. And we're going to look at a table that I really believe is going to relate to you. I believe that it's going to speak to you. I believe it's going to be a great message for you. Because at the end of the day, I need you to understand that there is a seat at the table for you. There's a table for you. There's a seat for you. So would you right now join me and pray? But before we pray, like, like um, YL said, that's, that's the, the tag team I call them, Yen and Linden. You know, make sure that you share your feed, tag some friends. Maybe some of you jumped in because you were tagged. And you're like, who's this guy? What's going on? Hey, look, look, look. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. You're here. God has a purpose for you. God has a message for you. And I'm praying that you stay tuned. Just give me a couple of minutes, 30 minutes. And I want you to really believe that God has set this time just for you. All right? Here we go. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Help me to preach, Lord God. Help us to listen. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you begin to um, saturate every screen right now, Lord, that you begin to speak to every computer, you begin to speak to every room, that there will be peace that goes beyond all understanding, that we will take just this moment in time, surrender our burdens, surrender our, our, our stress, surrender our issues, and just focus on what you have for us. So Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we all say Amen. Amen. Come on, type it in the chat. Amen. Amen. Let us know where you're tuning in from. There's so many new people from our in-person services to our online. Let us know. I believe, you know, even from our Asia broadcast. Hey, welcome. If you're watching from Japan, Thailand, Nepal, Taiwan, China, wherever you guys are at, welcome to Inspire Church, specifically one of the locations out here in Metro Manila. 
Table manners, table manners. I love it, I love it. How many of you guys love to eat? Come on now, right? <laughs> I remember when I first moved here to the Philippines. You know, uh, um, many of you know, you guys know this, I always share it. You know, from LA, from Hawaii, moved here. And I remember when we moved here, it was like a parachute jump, right? We didn't know what we were gonna do. We're just like, hey, let's jump, open the parachute, let's see what happens. And so, of course, we wanted to get to know people. And we started getting to know people. We started uh, um, calling people. We started getting introduced to people. And the funny thing is that I wasn't used to, I wasn't used to this. I, I, like, literally, I wasn't used to this online. I wasn't used to this, that they were asking, hey, let's go meet. And I go, all right, let's meet. And they go, hey, let's meet around 8 p.m., 9 p.m. And I'm like, wait, what? That's, so, that's late, right? Like, they're like, let's go hang. And I, I, All right. And I'm used to, like, you know, you know, afternoon meetings, right? 4.30 meetings, 5 p.m. meetings. But I forgot, like, traffic here. Like, it takes you two hours before you get somewhere, right? And so I imagine, you know, hey, you know what? Um, we're, we're, I, I'm the one who set the meeting. They just told me the time. I imagine that we're just going to have coffee, coffee, right? Um, I, I thought, you know, usually in, in the States, like, when you have a, a, a group of people and you're going to eat, right? KKB, right? Like, you know, just, right? I didn't know that if you invite people, you're the one who's gonna pay, right? And so I get to the meeting, it's supposed to be a meeting, I didn't know it was a fiesta. Like there's a bunch of people, we're ordering, right? You know, there, there's, there's food, and we're there till like 10, till 11, this is before COVID, right? And, and I realized this, that that wasn't just one meeting. Every meeting, come on now, no matter if you're in somebody's home, no matter if you're at a, at, a, uh, at a restaurant, even at a coffee shop. At a coffee shop, you don't just drink coffee. There's uh, ensaimada, there's <laughs> banana bread, there's pandesa, there's all of these things. Why? Because you know this, right? In our culture here in Philippines, guys, if you're in Japan, you know, in Philippine culture, whenever you get together, there has to be food. If there's a table involved, there has to be food, right? If you're at somebody's home, make sure you bring something, right? You bring your chooks to go, right? You bring your, come on now, right? You, you, you go, uh, shout out to chooks to go. You, hey, I'm not sponsored. I'm not sponsored. But hey, hey, come on now. No, just kidding. But the reason why I bring this up is because the table is important. Table's so important. You could have a meeting and a formal meeting, but here in the Philippines, we all know this, the meeting is not just about the information. The meeting is about the connection. Like there is something special when there's food on the table because a table represents laughter, a table represents bonding, a table represents relationship, family, community. Come on now. A table represents crying, you know, venting, uh, uh, um, helping. It's, it is special when you are around a table. See, this Sunday, I believe it's Palm Sunday. Come on now, right? It's Palm Sunday as we prepare for Easter, as we enter Holy Week. I need you to understand that God is setting up a table for you. When you read the Bible, when you come to church, when you watch this, please understand there is a table. There's a, sorry, the, the camera just fell. There is a table set for you. There's a table set for you. For you, church. Come on now, right? You, you good, Angelica? You good? I love it. I love it. Which camera you want me to look at? Back to the middle. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
But just like I said, in any table, it's about the connection. And as we prepare for Easter, please know that God is inviting you to a table. Listen to me online. God is inviting you to a table. Come on now. God is inviting you to a table. God is inviting you to a table. God is inviting you to a table. Come on. Type it in the chat right now. God is inviting you to a table. Let's go. Let's go. But the thing is, he also wants you to invite others to the table. This message, Table Manners, we are going to be looking at one specific table. Let me give you some context before I read. It's found in John chapter 12. And this is the scene. Jesus already knows that in a couple of days, he is going to do the greatest sacrifice. He is going to go through one of the most torturous events in life. He's going to go through the one of the most painful things that anyone can do. He is about to sacrifice himself be nailed on the cross, be beaten, be, be all of these things, you know, to the point where the Bible says that he is so beaten up, you cannot even distinguish his face as a man. He, that's how much pain he is about to go through. Later on, you'll see that he is even praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and saying, hey, God, like, Father God, if, if this cup can pass, let it pass. Like, what is he saying? Hey, look, if there's another way. If I don't have to go through this, then let's do another way. But at the end of the day, your will be done. So just imagine that mindset. He knows what's going to happen. And now, as he is journeying towards that destination, he still is God. He's still, right, fully God, fully human. He is still serving. Look, if, I've, if I know I got some issues up ahead... I'm about to die. I'm about to go through pain. Please understand, like, I'm just going to isolate. Like, I'm just going to be by myself. I don't want to serve. I'm going to tell my boss, hey, I'm going to take some time off, right? I'm not going to show up to work, right? Like, I know I'm about to die, but he still walks in love. His friend Lazarus, he has some good friends in, in Bethany, which is about three kilometers away from Jerusalem. He always goes to this house, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, his buddies, best friends. What happens is Lazarus dies. Lazarus is in the tomb for four days. Jesus goes there. He raises Lazarus from the tomb. Mary and Martha, who were sad because they were like, oh, Jesus, why didn't you come earlier? And now is super excited. Now they're celebrating. They throw a party. Listen to me, guys. I'm just giving you some context. They throw a party for Jesus. And now this is, this is a huge celebration. It's a, it's a big celebration, and if I was Jesus, I don't know if I want to party. Come on, guys, right? right? Like, I, I don't know if I, I want to party if I'm about to go to the cross. But God takes time for the table. He allows, listen to me, he is never too busy for the invitation. He goes to the table, and now we find ourselves in John 12. Just imagine this. Somebody died and is resurrected. It's a huge party. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody knows. The city knows. Everybody wants to come in. Everybody wants to go there. It is an, it is an amazing time. Party, food, uh, lichon. Come on, right? It, it, it's huge. You ready? John 12. Here we go. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany. The home of Lazarus, the man he has raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. 
Then Mary took a 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was worth a year's wage. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. For he was, it was because of him that many people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Let me, let me add some flavor. Let me add some color to this story. Because I don't want it just to be black and white. It's the party. It's going on. Jesus invites people to the... Uh, Mary and Martha are hosting this party. They're inviting Jesus. Jesus is the celebratory. He's the main star. Everybody's there. They're at the table. They're eating. They're doing amazing things. They're, they're having a great time. And I need you to know, like I said, there is a seat at the table for you. Let me ask you, if you had a party, who are you going to invite to the table? Like if you are celebrating, come on now, if you're celebrating, who are you going to invite to your table? Who gets the invitation? You might be thinking, oh, I already know my, my BFF. You know, you know, my ninong, kasi malaki yung gift, right? Like, I, I know, right? I, I got this. I got my list. You even know who, who you're not going to invite, right? Come on now, right? You're going to be like, ay, pasensya na, COVID, limitation, right? Hindi pwede lahat. In English, you know, we got pandemic. I can't allow everybody in. There's a limit that I could bring into the home. Come on now, right? But who would Jesus invite? Who's at the table with Jesus? You got Martha. She's busy. She's running around. She's doing this. She's setting everything up. You, you got Lazarus. Lazarus is just like, I'm alive, right? Like, man, I was dead. Four days. I'm craving some lechon. Bring him the lechon. Bring him the sarsi. Come on now, right? He's just enjoying. You got Mary over there. And this is the craziest scene. Mary literally goes to Jesus, goes to her room, gets the most expensive perfume. This would have been maybe a, a, the amount of a, a wedding dowry. Because back in that day, in that culture, that you would have to give a dowry to the family. And if they accept that dowry, then you can be married. This might have been her dream of, of her future. All of her savings were in this. And she takes what is most sacred to her, what is most important to her. She grabs this and she goes to the feet of Jesus and she begins to anoint his feet. Usually you anoint the head, but she in her mind says, I'm not even worthy for his head. I'm just going to work on his feet. Pours out the most expensive thing that she has on his feet. Women in that culture would put their hair up. 
You would never put your hair down. It would be a disgrace in that culture. In a sense, if you would put your hair down, it would look like you took off your shirt in front of everybody. People would look down on you. People would make fun of you. People would, be, would, would say you're disrespectful. People would name call you. Your reputation would go down the gutter. But here is this woman taking off her hair. Not taking off her hair. That would be weird, right? I'll be like, ay, kalbo, right? I'm bald. No, no, no. Putting down her hair. And she begins to wipe Jesus' feet, saying, look, I'm just a rag. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just here to serve. What a beautiful act of devotion. And then on the corner, on the other table, you see Judas. And immediately Judas doesn't see worship. Jesus doesn't see ador- Judas doesn't see adoration. Judas doesn't see devotion. Judas begins to calculate. Oh, okay, carry the one minus the four times interest. Oh my gosh, that, you are spending that much? That is more than a year's wage. Why are you using that on Jesus? We could use that to feed the poor. But in his mind, he's like, I I could steal some of that money and put it in my pocket. He doesn't care about the poor. These are the characters at the table. Who's at the table? Who's on your table? See, you got Mary, you got Martha, you got Lazarus, you got Judas. See, the first types of people, there's four different types of people that we got to invite to the table. All right? It's four different types of people we got to invite to the table. Who are we going to invite to the table? Number one, I want you to write this down in John chapter 5, 12. Number one, we got to invite the wired. Come on now. Hey guys, let's say the wired. wired. The wired. The wired. You know the wired, right? They're just like on something, right? Like they're always on. Martha. Martha is the type A. Enneagram number one, right? Like, or you know what I mean? Like, she is the go-getter. She is the one who is planning. She's the one who sent out the invitation. She knows how much food. She knows how many people. She has a table setting, right? This is not yung potluck kapag pumunta. When somebody comes to the potluck, everybody just brought chips. Or everybody just brought chicken, right? And there's no plates. There's no rice. There's no... Martha has everything set. Come on, I'm a little bit like Martha, right? Why are you guys laughing? (laughs) Like, I I, want to plan. I want to know. I want to know the details. Maybe you're like Martha. And and that's great because we need Marthas. Come on now. We we need the people who are wired, who are are thinking about the future, who have goals, who are thinking about, you you, you know, uh, uh, goal lines and milestones and KPIs and all of these things. We, we need that, but there's a tendency that we might be distracted of the main reason of the table. We've seen it before in Luke chapter 10, where Jesus was hanging out because they're best friends. Mary, Martha, Lazarus, he's hanging out at the house. Mary's just chilling, right? Mary's just sitting down, talking to Jesus. And Martha goes to Jesus and goes, hey, can you tell my sister, like, help me? Like, she's just hanging out, tamadyan. She's so lazy. I need her to help me. She was just sitting there waiting for you the whole time. Can you tell? And, and, and Jesus goes, hey, look, Martha. She chose the better piece. You're distracted. There's a tendency that some of us might, you know, be so focused on the mission that we forget about the vision. 
that we might be so focused on getting things done. I want to focus on my purpose in life. I want to focus on my vision in life. I want to focus on my goals in life. I want to be successful. I want to be this. But at the end of the day, we're so driven that we don't slow down. Where you can't enjoy the moment. What's the point of reaching the next moment but missing out on this moment? In a moment like this. <laughs> Come on, you know I got to sing one time. Right? I miss that. I miss that. Who else is invite, invited in the table? What's another type of person? The second one is the witness. You might be a witness. You might be wired or you might be a witness. Who's a witness? Lazarus. This is where you just enjoy. You just, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I was once this, but now I'm here. I was once dead, but now I'm alive. Lazarus is your carefree. Parang okay lang, chill lang. You know what I mean? Like, you know, kain lang. Di ba may meeting ka? Hindi, okay lang. Text ko na lang. Right? Come on. Like, I'll, I'll, it's all right. I know I'll be late, but come on. If we're eating. We're not done yet. Oh, the deadline's tomorrow. It's okay. That's, you know, that's only in pencil book. <laughs> This is Lazarus. He's just enjoying. He was, listen, he was four days dead. He was four days dead. Just imagine that. And then, boom, he's back. He didn't stay alive. Eventually, he dies again, you know, later on. But just imagine that. It it would be like, if that was me, I would be excited. I'll be ready, right? I'll be telling everybody. Hey, remember, hey, do you know me? I was dead, but now I'm alive. Like, you, you know Michael Jackson, that, you know, the thriller? That was me, but now I'm alive, right? Like, he would be on TikTok, right? He would have that, I'm dead, now I'm alive, right? You know what I mean? Like, he would have all, I don't know why I'm doing this, by the way. But this is him. But here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. The caution with the witnesses is this, yeah, you love the moment, but you chase that feeling. How do you know you're a witness? How do I get that fire back? Ooh. You ever say that? Yeah. What you're trying to say, I want to remember when I first was dead and now I'm alive. Oh. I want to go back to that moment. I just want to have that, that feeling of, you know, that, wow, it's so nice. God's so good. No problems. No worries. I, I don't want challenges. That's a caution. You got to be careful. That if we're not just the witnesses, then you got the worshipers. Come on now. These are the Marys. These are the ones who are, you know, they just give it all. They just go. They don't care if they got to commute how many hours to come to a dream night, to come to a Holy Spirit night. They don't care that they, they got to, you know, do all of this to come to in person. They're watching online. They're just singing, worshiping. They don't care who's watching. They're going for it. Come on now, right? They're constantly giving. They're doing everything. We love the worshipers. You guys are worshipers. That's why you're here. Come on now, right? But we also got to be careful that we don't just make it all about just me and God. God didn't just say, love me, forget people. God said, love me, love people. Sometimes the caution or or the things you got to watch out for for the worshipers is, you, hey, I love you, Lord. Excuse me. Yeah, I love you. Can you help serve? Can you move that chair? No, I love you, Lord. Like, you're so busy loving God that you're forgetting to love people. 
You're so busy singing songs to God that you're not willing to pick up a chair. You're so busy, you know, doing your devotions that you don't want to serve. You don't want to pick up a broom. Come on now. Oh, it seems like I'm hitting some people. <laughs> we got some worshipers. And you might think, man, if I'm throwing a party, it's okay. Yeah, I don't mind having those people. I got the wired, of course. I got the, the witnesses. Come on now. I got the worshipers. These are my friends. These are Jesus's friends. These are my best friends. But who else is at the table? You got Judas at the table. Come on now. You got Judas at the table. Hey, listen to me. If I know I'm going to go to the sacrifice, I know I'm going to go to the cross, I know Judas is going to betray me, I know this is the guy who has bad motives, this is the wolf in sheep clothing, and I'm, I, this, is my last, this is my last time to hang out with my friends, to relax, to eat, to just get my mind off of the inevitable and just take a breather. I'm not going to invite Mr. Mr. Issues to my table. I'm not going to invite Mr. Negative to my table. I'm not going to invite Mr. Plastic to my table. I'm not going to invite my enemy to the table. Yet we see Judas at the table. The fourth one is the way off. We've all been in there. Judas is the sellout. He's the betrayer. You might not be a betrayer, pretty sure you're not. But if you're like me, sometimes we have betrayer tendencies. Right? Where we want, we want from Jesus. Like sometimes I just want Jesus to bless me. And then when he doesn't bless me, I have the audacity to get mad at Jesus. Like I deserve, I never deserved, I deserve hell. But he gave me life. You might be way off. I might be way off. We know people who are way off. He was scornful, Judas. He was skeptical, judgmental. He was a Debbie Downer. He's the one who reigns on the parade. He's the one who saw Mary and goes, oh my gosh, what a waste. The way off are the ones who are looking at the church and be like, why did they buy an LED screen? They could have fed the poor. Not knowing that we do feed the poor and do all of these things. Does that make sense? It's just finding little things. Sometimes our hearts are way off. I don't know where you're at. But Judas was still invited to the table. The last seed is this. It's the wayward. It's the wayward. The wayward are the ones that just lost the path. They feel like they're not invited to the table. They feel like they don't have room to the table. The wayward is Nolan, me, in his 20s, in his teens. You know, just focused on money, working, career. I didn't care about God. I prayed. I asked God for help. But I didn't follow him. I didn't need to as long as my life was good. I was finding hope. I was trying to find my own ways to answer my own prayers. See, the seat of the wayward is the seat that we have at, at our church. Every seat in the sanctuary is a seat for the wayward. 
The seat there is for us to get up if you're the worshiper, to get up if you're the witness, come on now, to get up if you're the wire, and we bring people who feel like they can't come in and say, no, you got a seat here. It's for the wayward, it's for the way up. See, at the table, please understand, at the table, there is acceptance. There's acceptance. There's acceptance. I remember when I was invited to church. If you know my backstory, I had my own firm, design firm, always clubbing, doing all of these things. People would invite me to church. It's so interesting how the mind plays so many games. Because when I got invited to the church, you know what I thought? No, they're going to judge me. But the act of me thinking that and saying that is me judging the church. So what? I could blame them for judging me even though I'm judging them? Doesn't make sense. It's so weird how we rationalize things. Please understand that church, we, we, we got a saying that you belong before you believe. Sometimes people say, oh, I invited my friend, Christian Sila. Why are you inviting Christians to church? No, we are inviting people who don't know Jesus. Or maybe they don't have a home church. They're not planted. Yeah, invite them. But at the end of the day, we don't want a Christian country club. This is not a, a membership club only. No, we want people who feel like they have... They're not worthy of God. Please know you are accepted. August 15, 2001, I realized, wow, God is accepting me even through all my faults even through all my sins. Our church, look, look, look. Pastor Mike, who founded the church in Hawaii, his vision for the church was always this, that no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, where you're going, that you will feel welcomed. And we strive for that. That I hope that you feel welcome. I hope that you realize that you are welcome in this place. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. The second thing that you'll find at the table when you sit down is sustenance. Come on now. Sustenance. That's a big word. Let's go. It's sustenance. In other words, at the table, God wants to feed you. God wants to feed you. Come on now. We're talking about table. You got to talk about food. It's so funny. One time I was at this buffet. And I was at this buffet. I forgot which buffet I was here. And I was sitting down at the buffet and, you know, lots of great food. This is before Korean barbecue was super. I forgot what type of buffet. But this buffet was crazy. Listen to me. Because there was a time limit. You ever seen the ones with time limit? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know, two hours, yeah. you know, or one hour. I'm wondering who was sitting at that table that they had to make that time limit. Right? Like, I don't think they, they started the, comp the restaurant and goes, you know we should do a time limit. I think somebody sat there the whole day. Yeah. And was just like, okay, I'm just going to eat my breakfast here, take a break, do some work, eat my lunch here, invite my friends, hang out, have some coffee, then eat my dinner here. And they'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you can't stay here. Eat and go. 
Just eat and go. Please know there is no time limit for the, for the table when it comes to God. You can stay as long as you want. God wants you to stay at the table. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Invite your friends to the table. Don't worry about the bill because the bill has already been paid on the cross. God wants you to commune. He wants you to get full. He wants you to bring that food. And at the end of the day, God doesn't want you to just be a consumer. God wants you to go to the kitchen and learn how to cook. He'll teach you how to cook so that you can bring it wherever you go. There's acceptance, there's sustenance, and there's also inheritance. Wow. There's a thing called the American dream. The American dream is just like treasure at the end of a rainbow. It's not there. It looks like it's there, but once you get to the other side of the rainbow, it's not there. American dream is make something of yourself. You can do anything that you set your mind at. Yeah, you can make all of this, you do all of this, get all of this. Yes, there's opportunities, but at the end of the day, please know, without God, you're never going to be filled. There's always going to be. Remember the day when your Lola gave you 50 pesos? Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have 50 pesos. Remember that? Remember when you got your first job and you got like a thousand pesos, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I got a thousand pesos. Remember your first job and you got uh, 10,000? Oh my gosh, I got 10,000. How's that 1,000 pesos now? How's that 50 pesos? How about, how about, remember when you were so happy in your first job and you got paid 15,000 minimum wage? You were so happy? How's your 15 now? Remember when you got that, that, that promotion and now you're at 35,000 pesos? How's that feel now? Remember, remember when you got promoted and you got 175,000 pesos and you were like, oh my gosh, this is times three that I ever made. How's that now? You always think it's going to fill, but it's not going to fulfill. Unless we find the only thing that fulfills our soul. That inheritance is from God. God says this, that every spiritual blessing comes to you in Christ. In Ephesians 1. That there's redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. That there's knowledge of the mystery of His will. That you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Please understand that there is contentment when we realize we have everything we need. There's a seat at the table for you. There's a seat at the table for you. See, right now I want to speak specifically to those who thought, I don't even know why they invited me to watch. I think they tagged me because they know I'm bad. I think they tagged me because they know that I, I would never step into church. But you're here. Or maybe you're here because you were the way off. You were the wayward. That you felt like you did something and now that there is a brick wall holding you back from that relationship with God or with the acceptance of people. Sometimes we know God accepts us, but what we really want is we want people to accept us. Please know that right now, I want you to know that God has a seat at the table for you. That He died over 2,000 years ago. He hung, He was hung on a cross, sacrificed to bear our sins. He was resurrected on the third day as a sacrifice, as an atonement 
so that, listen to me, that we don't have to try to aim to be holy or super good or all of this. We can't be on our own. Good works doesn't do anything. But it is only when we surrender our lives to Jesus and we are covered by His blood. What does that mean? By His sacrifice. He paid the debt that we had to pay. And you will be forgiven of all your sins. You'll find that contentment. And you'll find your purpose and your plan. And you'll find the confidence that your last breath on earth will be your first breath in heaven. In other words, you will go to heaven. You don't got a question. Some of you saying right now, okay, I know I need God, but I got to fix myself. That's not the good news. That's the bad news. The good news is come as you are. So if that's you right now and you know it, you've been trying to do it on your own. It's been painful. It's been tiring. Would you take a seat at the table that Jesus is setting for you? How do you do that? I want you to pray this prayer. All right? Come on now. Don't worry about the people around you. Just whisper this prayer if you're with me, okay? Would you say, Jesus, thank you for loving me before I even loved you. Surrender my life. I take that seat at the table. Be my God. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on now, if you prayed that prayer, hey, look, I'm, I'm congratulating you. I'm encouraged by you. I'm celebrating with you. Would you right now let us know? Come on now, don't do it by yourself. You've been trying to do things by yourself. Don't do it by yourself right now. Jump into the chat box wherever you're at. Take off full screen if you're on Facebook. Take off full screen if you're on YouTube. If you're on Kumu, come on now, just put on the chat box, say, I prayed that prayer. Come on, let us know right now. I prayed that prayer. Maybe some hand emojis. We got a team for you that's going to pray with you. They're going to tell you your next steps. Come on now. Don't do it by yourself. I love it. I love it. Hey, welcome again. Thank you for tuning in to Inspire Church Metro Manila. And I'm going to just move into our tithes and our offerings. And this is a time where I just want to thank you. Listen to me. I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you for being generous during such a crazy time. Thank you for, you know, being faithful to trust God with everything you have. I've seen so many stories of people saying, man, I, 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 I'm thankful that I realize that I only have because God gave. And so, of course, I'm going to give back. So thank you. The prayer that I, I want to read, it's found in Hebrews. Actually, I, it's in my Bible. I, I marked it already. It's found in Hebrews 13. How many guys remember that saying, you know, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you, I'll never abandon you. Let me read it to you. It's found in Hebrews 13, verse 5. And it says, don't love money. Listen to me. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Verse 6. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? I love that context. It's a reminder to us that giving is not about finances. Giving is about trust. And so maybe you're wondering, God, what am I going to do? I'm so scared. How am I going to provide? How am I going to help this? Hey, look, look, look. I'm telling you, it feels like it's upside down. 
but I got testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony that God's principles work. So right now, would you pray? I'm going to pray for our tithes and offerings. I'm going to put it on the screen, ways to give. And I just encourage you, try it. Test God out. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're generous, you'll realize God is a generous God. Lord God, I pray right now for every single person. We step out in faith. We step out, Lord God, in trust. We thank you that this is a trust issue. So we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Hey, look, if you prayed that prayer of salvation that I led you in and you did not let us know yet on the chat, type it in the chat. I prayed that prayer. I surrendered my life to Jesus. Hey, guys, I love you guys. I'm Nolan Galito. Me and my wife, uh, Jay, we, we lead this location. We can't wait to see you guys soon. See you guys at Easter Sunday. Come on now. Awesome. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.